0: Okay, so first of all, <laughs> I'm going to need for all of these people to not be mad about Eternals. That's how I'm jumping into it. I'm just going to throw how that out there because I got some attitude. I got attitude. That's stuff I need to say. Stuff I need to say. So if y'all oh. don't know and can't tell, that's how we're going to be getting into this episode today. But I'm JB. What up? Oh,
1: that's me.
0: Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, you hear that? Um she told me before we started that I wasn't going to be ready. <laughs> and here oh, we are. Oh, it's, it's okay, guys. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> this is another episode of Almost Blurreds. This is actually episode 30. This... Episode 30 of Almost Blurs. We
1: 30 episodes. That's crazy to me.
0: Right. It doesn't feel like it's been that many. But, I mean, we it have talked matter. about a lot of stuff. We have gone through what? We, well, we weren't doing the podcast when Division was on but yes, we've gone no, through we've gone no through all of Yeah, we've went through all of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We yep. went through all of Loki, we went yep, through yep. all of What If? Yep. We've talked about movies in between there. So, we've really like we've had a lot of things to talk about. We watched a number of DC animated films. Yes. So, we've, we've done a lot of talking. So, it is I guess it makes sense that we're on episode 30, but it just doesn't feel like it.
1: It doesn't but,
0: feel like it. Be
1: flying when you have this
0: food. Okay. Especially when we're recording. We'd be hitting like close to two hours a lot. And they'd be like, how did we get here? But.
1: It didn't start that way. It did not. Right. But we just talked a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, but that's a, it's, it's literally like we're taking our texting conversations and turning them into something that people can actually hear. Because we will have some very long conversations about when we were talking about WandaVision. Oh, uh, we were going into Wandavision hard every episode that came out. Every episode. every episode, and then it won't
1: even. It got to the point where we're like this is too much to text. Let me just do these voice notes, mm-hmm. and, and then I
0: think it was. I think I said definitely. something to you. I was like, you know, this would be good as a podcast. You like, yep, I've yep. been thinking that too. Let's do it. It's like okay, we in here. Let me go so ahead and throw this Photoshop together. Get this this little podcast image together, and we're good to go. And here we are, 38 episodes we got together, later.
1: really quick. Mm -hmm. Came together really quick, and I mean, our
0: picture is legit. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, these people want want their podcast image to look like ours. It was pretty dope. I mean, as good as ours, but they can't. They can't unless you want to render uh, my services. You could just reach out, and I could, you know, put something together. But you know, (laughs) reach out to him. (laughs) He's really good. But yes, okay, so episode thirty. As y'all already heard, I was a little irritated by some of the stuff that's been coming up with Eternals. Like, people are rating it like it's a DC movie already without anyone seeing it. There are people angry about the level of diversity in the film. You know, there's just a lot of things that's going on. And I just feel like we need to talk about it. We need to sit down and talk about the mess that we have been hearing and seeing as it relates to this film. Because at the end of the day, it don't matter because we're going to go see it anyway.
1: And tell you yeah, about I'm going here on Friday.
0: Okay. okay. I'm, I'm going on there. Thursday, 7 o'clock.
1: Okay. Alright, I need to figure that out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to figure it out. But um, I just think it's interesting. I, you know, I be in these TikTok streets, okay? Mm-hmm. Even though TikTok is, not, is very racist, the algorithm is very racist.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, how they be black and black content creators. I will say that when I be coming across stuff that I like, you know, I'd be like, okay, I like this. But there mm-hmm. was one guy in particular who said at one point, he, and follow me here, he said at one point he had the biggest group server discussion post ever about X Men or something. Mm-hmm. And oh, I was guess the one that word. you sent me. I think maybe okay. I did. I don't know. Okay. But he basically said, I probably did. The guy mm-hmm. was basically saying that how the Marvel culture, especially the men, has always been toxic. Mm hmm. Always. So he was like, I guess to him, this probably was expected. To me, this was unexpected for me because I'm just like, but you know what? I am am a minority. I am black. So maybe that's why I'm just like, this is insane. But like the casting for this movie, the people in this movie, they haven't moved me at all in like a negative way. If anything, I'm more excited to see movies that reflect, even if they are superheroes, reflect the people that are around us every day
0: yes this is this is as close as it gets to seeing a representation of what this world has in there the world is not just white men
1: it's not <laughs> and it's just like it is just so weird to me when people be getting upset about people wanting what they watch to reflect what they see every day and what's around mm-hmm. them like exactly i mean i ain't gonna front though i'm not going for it and act like 10 years ago that if they would have made Eternals, that there wouldn't have been an all-white cast.
0: Yeah, definitely probably would have been.
1: Probably an all-white cast, and if they did have somebody Black, it would be a Black man, and he would be token. Um, Mm -hmm. It probably wouldn't really carry any type of weight or whatever like that. Um, So it was like, this is, I mean, I'm loving that we're having so many different colors of the rainbow as far as just like what the world kind of looks like. I mean, mm-hmm. you have Selma Hayek, who is, at, is like basically the OG eternal who can talk to the Celestials, and she's Mexican. You have Angelina Jolie, Kit Harrington, and um, Roger, Richard Madden, whoever they are, who are white. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you have Spratt, who is white. And mm-hmm. then you have um, what you have, Brian Tyree Henry, who is a black man. You have Kumail, who, um, who is Pakistani. You have Gemma Chan, who is, and the dude who's playing, I think it's Gilgamesh, yeah, Don Lee. Um, I, don't, I know they're both of Asian descent. I don't know if they're Chinese or Japanese or what. Um, yeah, I think Jim uh, is Chinese.
0: Yeah, and Don Lee, even though his real name is Mahjong Siok or something, but he goes <laughs> by not Don Lee. He's Korean. Okay. Oh, he was I in trade to Busan. Him. I love that movie. Sorry. <laughs> it's a zombie. it's like a really but, really know, good zombie film you definitely have to check it out if you've never seen oh, it it's amazing
1: right. but um oh and then we also have um macari well, i think her name is lauren ridloff who is deaf and she's mm-hmm. an afro-latina so it's just like it's so mm-hmm. diverse and i love it that the fact they have all walks of life that are going to be in this movie and i think that's interesting and different
2: Mm-hmm. That Marvel
1: is trying to do. And shame on you for going out here, white folks, white men probably especially, who are mm-hmm. going on these posts and giving it one star and you haven't even seen it yet.
0: Yeah, Based on the strength yeah, of
1: the yeah. diversity.
0: And then looking at some of the reviews that have come out, you know, I've read some of them, you know, they're across the board. There's some people who absolutely love it. There's some people that like straddling the fence. There's some people who don't like it. But that's literally how almost all movies are anyway. But it's Every so it's like one everyone is no movie is going to ever appeal to everyone hell i just watched the the, the last two star wars films of or the original trilogy and i think they were the most okay films ever made but there are people that still stand by those films and say they're some of the best things that have ever been made
1: I don't so know it's like I don't. we'll talk about that later
0: yeah we'll we'll definitely get into that the, the the okayness of those films but like this whole this whole issue with the eternals has just been so bizarre and I think a lot of people, there's somebody on my Facebook, he made a post that said that there's like there's still like an issue with accepting the level of diversity that comes from X-Men. They're like, they're like, there are people that are upset with that. There are people that were upset that Storm was the leader of the X-Men at one point. Like they are upset that the like like that man said in the video, he was like, We have had over 10 years of superhero films that were led by somebody whose name started with Chris. But then suddenly when you change that and you, you add in these other people that actually do represent everything that we see in the world, y'all have a problem with it. It's, just, it's crazy that we, we are dealing with this kind of craziness for something that, even if the movie isn't amazing, it is still pretty groundbreaking for them to it have is. this diverse of a cast there. The director is an Asian woman. There's mm-hmm. so many things about this that are very unique to this film that we should be actually celebrating rather than spending so much time complaining about because there are so many good things that are coming from it
1: and not to mention y'all trying to um, tag on chloe the director's edges a little bit too but sis is a um an oscar-winning director Mm
0: -hmm.
1: okay we're gonna give her her props all right, I mean, like it,
0: they she sold them on her idea, and they they bought into it for a reason. Exactly, there were multiple so, directors that were in the running for this film, and it was her vision for this film that they bought into. It was her vision that they believed that would be great for what they were trying to do in the MCU. Y'all not y'all mad at the wrong person? <laughs> at the wrong person, but I'm like, I'm but well, this
1: is what I'm gonna say about that. Um. Once again, Kevin Feige knows what he's doing, mm-hmm. and um, and I trust him, and I know that I know that Eternals is going to be good. I just know it is. I know that it's going to be fire, and I'm ready for it. Y'all just going to have a deal. If you don't want to go watch it, don't go watch it, but what's yeah. going to happen is come Thursday, Friday, over the weekend, it's, the reviews are really going to start rolling in, and I think the people who have actually seen it are going to be like, nah, it's fine.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, I, the only complaint I already got is that it's going to be long as hell. But, that's it. But that's it. And I'm like, I'm, I'm here for what she's going to be doing. I'm going into it with an open mind just like I do with any other Marvel film. And I could leave out of there and be underwhelmed. It could yeah. happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw the first Captain America. We saw the first and second Thors. Like, we, they have not gotten it, not get out of the park for all of the films. We can sit back and accept that as a truth. But what I'm not going to do is hate it on for what I hate this film for what it represents. That's what Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do. That's not going to be leading up my my review anywhere. Like this movie is doing a lot for a lot of people. And I appreciate that because we grew up during an era where we didn't see a lot of us on TV. And if we didn't see ourselves on TV, there are marginalized groups that are take up a lot less of the population that aren't seeing themselves either. Exactly. So this whole thing is, is crazy to me, but I will be there next Thursday to watch this movie. I am excited to see how they connected to all of the events that we have seen take place over the course of the MCU specifically how yeah, all make... of this happens at the blip and i can't wait to see the uh post-credit scenes even though one of them has already been spoiled i just yeah, want to see it.
1: i don't i don't know i don't know some even though that has been spoiled because i don't have a great connection to harry styles and just like mm, oh okay i don't know what context is going to be so it's like that doesn't bother me at all, so and I, it- I
0: wouldn't know who he was anyway, unless they specifically put up there that, like, he looking at a a photo on his nightstand, a Thanos or something. I would not know. They they got family photos. Like, how would I have known off the top of my head that that's who that was? Right. I doubt that I would have known that, but I probably would have did some research to figure out after the fact. <laughs> I would have just been sitting there like, okay, let me see if I got enough signal in this theater to see who the hell this man was that so they just do at the end of this movie. But yeah, they just need to stop. They need to stop. Allow us, allow us to see ourselves being represented on screen. Allow all these other people to be represented on screen, and just shut up. There's, there's something that's so bizarre about people wanting to fight against seeing diversity. Like, how are you able to navigate the world? Where you see, you're walking, you can be walking downtown and walk by five different nationalities and ethnicities right there, but you don't want to see those same ones on screen.
1: But then it's like, it's almost like people don't like to see progression, right? My thing mm-hmm. is, it's just like, i be, like, I really, I sit here and I really try to think about why these folks are acting the way that they're acting, right?
2: Mm-hmm. And I,
1: I still don't come to any conclusion that makes sense, but it's just like, I just be thinking, I'm just like, Imagine complaining about there not being a whole bunch of white people in a film, right? When there is tangible proof for the last 50 years that speaks to it being white folks in our superhero films, also heteronormative stuff, all up until this point. And it's just like, how can you sit here and say like and be upset that people wanna see other things. I don't wanna see pale white folks all the time.
0: No. At, I don't want to see pale
1: white folks. But I mean, there are other stories that can be told, or there can be stories that can be told that does not have to have a white face be the character that's telling the story. Exactly. Like it just it just don't have to be. And especially especially with like the superhero stuff. These fictional care, fictional characters, like they can be whatever they need to be,
0: right? Because they're
1: not
0: real. So, Mm-mm. yeah, it's crazy. But we will still be here for this film. Depending <laughs> on when Dovecat sees this on ep- uh, this movie next week, we might be able to talk about it on the podcast episode. I'm
1: hoping we'll, we'll be able be to talk not. about. That we
0: will episode. see, but I will be here. I will be ready. I will be seeing it. I got two movie credits at Cinemark right now that I'll be using for it so I will be there and I am excited about it and yeah I'm excited about it
1: I'll be looking forward to his one word text mm-hmm.
0: either just you're going to see somebody, somebody in a wheelchair or you're going to see somebody walking one of those is coming through so I was looking up Star Fox or Eros or whatever he's going to be going by in this film that's Thanos' brother apparently mm-hmm. in the storyline for Infinity Wars in the comics Star Fox was actually present at Thanos' funeral I don't know how that will play out in this, considering the Thanos. Well, the Thanos that we saw at the end of Endgame was snapped away, but there was also the Thanos that was killed the first time they saw in the beginning of Endgame okay. when they decapitated him. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know if anyone yeah. knew where that body was, or if that that would be the body that would actually be at a funeral if there was going to be one. So. But that'll be interesting to see how they introduce him. I hate that they spoiled that for us. Because they got out I mean, they they got out and they got out fast. There was no way to avoid that if you are looking at anything comic book related on any of your social media platforms. Because it was going to come up.
1: I just wish we lived in a time where people didn't want to be the first to break something, to get the the Mm -hmm. credit and the clicks. And I just think that's trash. Mm -hmm. Um... Because I still want to be surprised. I mean, hell, I still like previews. So, mm-hmm. I mean... Ugh. People are retarded. Excuse me, not retarded. I shouldn't say retarded. But they are definitely s- slow, dumb as hell.
0: Wait, did you know that they released a new um Hawkeye trailer two days ago? No! Yeah. It's on the Marvel Entertainment page on YouTube. It's called Event. That's the cause, you know, they all have a name. I did not this know. This one that. is called Event. So they're trying to promote it. But you know, I mean, I'm still it's still showing a lot of some of the same scenes, so you're not really missing a ton. But <laughs> yeah, they did have some parts in there that were new. So we'll see. We'll see. It's still a comedy. Mm-mm. I'm just, I'm just sitting here and I'm, I'm ga- casually looking at it, but it's just, it's just this Christmas music that is making me, oh, I just hate Christmas stuff. Like, can we have a trailer that doesn't include any Christmas crap?
1: No, because it's a holiday film and they want people to watch it. No, I don't like holiday films. I don't like none of that make that feel good stuff that comes on Hallmark. I don't watch none of that because
0: I don't like it I guess I don't know but it is coming a, they released it two days ago so I don't know if anyone anywhere is still excited about it looking at the comments on that post people seem to be very excited about it like oh my god I cannot wait for this film it's not me but I will not watch you. it I will be there
1: we are gonna consume it but I'm gonna tell mm-hmm. you something right now I don't
0: know. I am not that excited. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm
1: just not that excited. I
0: really hope he dies.
1: He's not, but okay.
0: And then the fact that they're actually going to be releasing that over the course of five days, five weeks since, you know, it's two episodes in the beginning and then the remaining. They're trying to four. get it out of the way. Because mm, they know we don't want it because it got all that Christmas <sighs> stuff in there. Okay, so it's probably other reasons. We don't want deal. it. We don't want
1: it. But I'm sure there are some people that are just like,
0: oh my God. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Marvel conversation ends now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was me talking like I was, you know, whatever. So- as I mentioned earlier, and as I agreed to do last episode, I would be finishing off the remaining two films of the original Star Wars. Do these things have names? Yes. Like, do each? Um, no, I mean, does each trilogy have a name, or is yeah. it just like I don't know? They do might, they just I'm say might. original trilogy?
1: I'm not that versed in the Star Wars, I can't even say Wars, Star Wars world genre. I'm not really that into it. Mm-hmm. Very surface. Um, but I don't know if that first trilogy has a name. I don't know if the second trilogy has a name or the third. I don't know.
0: So what I'm seeing is they call the original trilogy the Star Wars trilogy. The prequel trilogy. Which is what one of these calls it. I guess that's what it is. It's called the prequel trilogy. Well, that's not interesting. But, okay. Anyway, going back. So, I had seen the original film, which is A New Hope. I needed to watch the two sequels, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi.
1: Let me just say that I thought that he was just going to watch the Empire Strikes Back. Oh no 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 no. Yeah. He just he watched both of them within the week and then I had to play catch up and I'm still not done with the last one.
0: But that's you know, the I actually think everyone. I watched them both on the same day too.
1: Something is wrong with you. But I haven't I have seen them all, so I guess I don't r I just wanted to have a little refresher. But my bad, cut you off. Continue on, mm-hmm. JB.
0: Okay, so I will say this. Of the three of the Star Wars trilogy, since that's what I'm gonna go ahead and call that, Empire Strikes Back was the best one for me. Um, to me, the ranking for them is Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, and then A New Hope. A New Hope was definitely my least favorite. Um, Empire Strikes Back had a bit more action in it, which is why I was more interested in that than A New Hope. Plus, Empire Strikes Back is also when the whole classic Luke, I am your father thing happened. But, okay, so, I can't remember. Did it happen in that one or did it happen in that one? When did Yoda die? Did Yoda die, Empire Strikes Back, or Return? I think he died at the beginning of Return of the Jedi. he the beginning of the, Empire. the No, he, the last, uh, the, the Return of the Jedi.
1: Yeah. Return of the Jedi? Yeah.
0: yeah, he died from old age, which was so lame. Like, having, okay, because full transparency, I've already started Phantom Menace. Well, I finished Phantom Menace today. Um, But I'm like... Liam Neeson, a.k.a. Orlando Bloom from Lord of the Rings, like, he died in that one, in a battle. And I think somebody else died, too. I think both of them hoes died. It was like Quan Chi or whatever Liam Neeson's character's name was. And then, no, he probably didn't die. The other one didn't die. He just got hurt. Anyway, I was like, you a Jedi, go out because you were fighting, not because you were old. Get your old ass on somewhere. I was mad about that. But going back to Empire Strikes Back, I'm still having a hard time being okay with the fact that I know that Luke Skywalker's dad is Darth Vader and therefore he needed to be a white man. But hearing James Earl Jones' voice over this white man bothers me so much. Because I'm like... Now, James Earl Jones has a very, like, like, distinct voice. I can understand why they would want to use his voice for anything. Like, I want him to narrate so many things. But you could have found some other white person to be that voice just because I'm like, because especially during that time, it was already an issue that we thought representation was bad during our time. Representation was even worse back then. And basically, in my mind, and maybe this is the level of wokeness that I am now. I'm putting that in quotes because I ain't that woke, but it's yeah. like we good enough to be be heard but not seen. So it bothers me. But
1: you know, I don't even know. I don't even know. Like, I don't even know if that was like that was the case. Another probably trying to say, and there's probably some. There's probably some white dude right now who's basically being like, well. Technically, you know, Darth Vader was speaking into a helmet, and that's the noise that the helmet was making. That's what mm-hmm. the helmet sounded like. Um, but honestly, like you're right. But there's no way that um, James Earl Jones could have been Darth. Vader. There ain't no, no way.
0: No, that's what I'm like took no a white I'm person going. to be that. And I mean, because you you had your token black person, that was Billy Dee Williams. You gave us a token, and that was it.
1: Because he's he's in you know the second and the third films. Mm-hmm. And, um, wait, or is he just the third?
0: I think he's in the second, too. Yeah, he's, he's in the, the second. He's in he's the in second, second and the third.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. he's in the second and the third. He's in the third um, because he helps them break out Han Solo. Mm-hmm. But I was feeling, yeah. I was just like, they put Billy D. Williams in this movie because they wanted black folks to come see it. Mm-hmm. Because one Billy did, he was fine. Like I see why them ladies was all over him. He was smooth as hell. I'm gonna tell you that. I'm gonna give you that. He was smooth as hell, even flirting with ladies. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: he was real, like real smooth. So I get the appeal of Billy D. Williams from back in the day. And I'm like, also, you know, he had a commercial for Coke 45. Like he mm-hmm. was the black icon during that time. So to me, it makes. I was like, y'all wanted black people to come and see you, so you put Billy D. Williams in.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know if it worked, but.
0: Yeah, yeah. When I saw him, I was like, okay, so they said we need a token. So here you go. Um, I can't, I cannot also say that I am okay with the fact that they wrote these films knowing that Luke and Leah were twins. But still allowed there to be some type of weird romantic storyline around them at a certain point like it's like how we, i know that because they didn't know anything could happen but it's really bothering me so much that that even took place like ugh, no
1: but even like in the same breath right even like which makes me wonder if that was the original direction that they were going in because like even that she is his twin right Mm -hmm. I feel like if she's supposed to be the same age as Luke, I feel like Hans, and this is probably my wokeness coming through too, but I feel like Hans Solo should probably still see her in the same way that he sees Luke and that's as a child or not Mm -hmm. way younger than him. And the way that he is listening after her makes me feel uncomfortable or Mm -hmm. the fact that there's some type of relationship between them makes me uncomfortable. And then also they don't really, they don't really talk about their sibling connection at all. And Darth Vader doesn't even acknowledge her.
0: Yeah, now there was one moment that I felt like you can, that you knew that they had that sibling connection. It was in Empire Strikes Back. There's a the moment. End. Well, yeah, that moment where he, um, he he had his <laughs> he had his hand chopped off, and then <laughs> no blood on nothing. He gets out and he's hanging from the thing, and he's talking to her. He was like, "Hey, hear me, come help me," or some crap like that, and she's like, "Oh." I hear him. He All right, let's go back and get him, which, you know, still, they could have had a conversation about that. They literally just let that happen, and then that was the end of the whole connection there. But and then, you know, they kind of implied also, I think in that same episode, that before Luke finds out that she's actually his sister, um, Yoda was talking like there is another. He kept saying there is another out there. Like and So we, you know, I knew by this point, even though I shouldn't have known, but I knew by this point that they were related and I was just assuming that he had to have been talking about her. But the way he was talking about her made it almost seem like she should be kind of doing the same stuff that he's doing. But they didn't even go anywhere near that. They didn't even try to start making her into someone like that, because I think that would have made these films even better. Imagine a set of twins fighting their daddy like that. Like, that would have been dope, but yes, we never got not. that. But I
1: mean, because I guess, I don't know, like, well, I'm not going to sit here and say that Han Solo, Princess Leia, and um, Luke Skywalker aren't, like, cult figures, mm-hmm. right? But I think that the focus of the film was <laughs> squarely on Luke, mm-hmm. and um, I ain't like that. Yeah. Just think I like I don't know, like I'm like, Princess Leia is badass. You see her in here like mm-hmm. leading the charge against the rebellion and y'all mm-hmm. treating her like like I don't know, like, like she's, she, made like, she's from not family that guy.
0: Good. Right. They played her in those movies. They did. Right. So so but like, she is
1: that girl. So
0: Yeah. She mm-hmm. is.
1: I like
0: it. But I like it. So, I liked Empire yeah. Strikes Back more than the original. Um i I, i'll get into this in the next one so return of the jedi return of the jedi i enjoyed again more than the first um but there were some moments in that one that just felt like they were just doing whatever to push a different story or build a story like that whole scene with jabba the hutt and all of that crap that happened in there i'm like like it like just seemed when, unnecessary. Yeah, especially when they threw Leia uh, in the little bikini mess and had her chained up on this couch. Because that's what Jabba the Hutt looked like. That's another
1: thing about we're going back to Leia. another thing. Like, this woman is badass. And y'all just going to reduce her to being
0: sexy.
1: Mm-hmm. And on top of that, her outfit wasn't even that. I guess for the time, it was kind of revealing. But it's not oh, even they, that
0: revealing. Yeah, they, back in the day, they were like, ooh, that just made my willy uh, stricken with rigor mortis, I'm sure. But, <laughs> like, it was really nothing. Like, I was looking at that like, oh, y'all just, that's it? Got it. But, yeah, oh, Jabba the Hutt looked a mess. He kind of reminded me of that bug from Blade. Like, you remember that oh, yeah. big blood thing? hmm mm-hmm. It reminded me of him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, that was just, yeah. But, um, I enjoyed much of that film in the most okay way that I can describe. But I was so, so underwhelmed at the sword flay between Luke and Darth Vader at the end when they were fighting in front of the Emperor. I,
1: I, you know what? And it's so funny. I've been just thinking, I'm just like, okay, we just got to keep thinking that this is the type of technology that they had at the time. I was just like, Y'all make Luke look more badass in the Mandalorian on that last episode
2: than
1: mm-hmm. he does in any other trilogy. The first one or the
2: third. one. Right? Mm-hmm.
0: And
1: it's just like... I mean, Luke? Mm-mm. That was fighting that, I'm like... I
0: mean, he was fighting... A- especially considering, based off of the timeline that we looked up, that the Mandalorian at that time when we saw him would have taken place between... The Empire Strikes Back, and The Return of the Jedi. So some of the stuff that we saw in The Mandalorian, I was like, okay, so we got like the great value version of that in the movie because he was working it out. And granted, I'm sure that they did that intentionally for The Mandalorian. Like you said, technology has changed. They're able to do stuff. And having him do all that stuff also shows us how advanced he got from doing the training. We just didn't get to see all of it. So I can get it. And one thing I I will say also, from the... um, Um, from the technological standpoint for this film, I will say there was one part that I actually was pretty impressed with as far as what they did, you know, in, was it at the end of empire strikes back when he gets his new hand or whatever, I thought it was really dope when he started moving his fingers and you saw the pieces moving inside of his wrist as his fingers were moving. I thought that was really cool that they did that because they thought about something as small as that. But yeah, Return of the Jedi, like I liked it, but it just wasn't as good as Empire Strikes Back to me. Um, so that that whole battle, I think it was like, the whole thing was building up towards this fight with Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker. Um, I thought it was funny that he returned to favor by cutting off his hand. Um, but it was just so lackluster. Mm. And then when he finally, when Darth Vader was like, because you saw it coming, he's like, Father, help me. No. no, no, no. And Darth Vader's like, no. And he just picks up the Emperor and just throws him over. And I'm like, that's it? This man <laughs> is the Emperor. I'm thinking he's like the most badass of all the badassery people. I'm
2: Palpatine.
0: And then he literally was just like no, nah. and then he just falls down, and you see all the masks come up, and then Darth Vader, you know, he know he's dying. But apparently, you know, if he takes off the mask, he would die. Did I miss when they talked about that? That the reason he kept the mask on is because if he took it off, he'd die. Or did no, they just I not think say that? They don't
1: say that in the first trilogy. I think I think what they try to do in like that second trilogy was explain <laughs> all that good stuff.
0: Okay. Because um, I thought I, maybe I missed it. Because I remember him saying it. And I'm like, did I miss that? And then they took off the thing and he had the harmonica stuck to his mouth. And then, <laughs> and I was like, okay, so, okay, so he in here looking like, what's his name? What's, okay, he looked like Zordon after he, the, the the whole tube. Do you remember in the Power Ranger has, movie where the tube broke and he was laying out like a paintbrush, but he had a head on? Yeah.
1: Like, you a paintbrush. he was like a happy thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so he looked like him, but then he also looked like the cousin from the Adams family. So Uncle yeah, yeah, Uncle Festa. and then he had the harmonica on his mouth, and I was just like, okay, there's a lot of stuff. Like, is this a saw trap? Like, how did we even get here? But I'm guessing I'll learn more about that in the trilogy. That I'm watching yeah, now.
1: You'll learn about it. You'll learn about it in that second. And I'm gonna watch it with you because you're going through it so fast. Um, they talk about it in that, second, in that second trilogy. They talk about how he gets to that point. I mm-hmm. really wish that they would talk about, because they talk about his time in Clone Wars. He's not Darth Vader yet, and they talk about his time being like a Jedi, um, having a Padawan and all the other good stuff in Ahsoka, and I just wish that they, you know, they talk, but they don't talk about that, because honestly, I don't think that was created yet, or was in their mm. wheelhouse yet. So, I mean, I guess I got to kind of give them that. But, like, it had, like, all types of things as to why he goes to the dark side. And I just wish they would. But they don't really explain it that well in um in that second trilogy. But, I mean, they try. They explain it a little bit um, and what happens. And you meet the emperor again. And you kind of get Darth Vader's story. And I'm just like, yeah, that baby. His, I mean, his whole life just was...
0: Yeah, you know, I've watched the first one. I will say this: the first one was whack, but um, I did enjoy the little speed race thingy. Yes, that was entertaining. Although I'm sitting back like, oh, so y'all willingly out here dying in this race because these are like, like you let this kid race in this, and he could have died like some of these other people. You you care nothing about your child.
1: And I did what, because like there was, that was one of my complaints with the the first trilogy is like they have, because I've seen all the other movies, um, Mm -hmm. they have a lot of issues with like um, continuity. Mm hmm. Um, One of the things that I did like that was kind of um, the same was that Obi Wan, when he's talking to Luke, um, when he's talking to Luke, um, which makes me, it pisses me off, right? Because the way that Obi-Wan is talking to Luke is the same way that Luke could be talking to Ray in that last trilogy. But that's neither here nor there. And we're not going to go there. But mm-hmm. um, how Obi-Wan was talking, you know, like, yeah, you know, when I met your father, he was already a great pilot. And I'm just like, OK. So they talk about that. And um, I just now I can't remember since you've already watched Phantom Menace and I need to watch it and I will watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, but With Phantom Menace, is it taking place in Tatooine?
0: Uh, I think that's where the yeah they do they they are in Tatooine at one point. I don't know if the whole thing is there, because I, I never know when we leave. But um, <laughs> I know that um at one point they were there. I think that's where they found Anakin. Anyway, I think Anakin was on Tatooine where they found him, because you know I think Tatooine so far is just in. If there's ever a scene that's in a desert, I just assume we're there. So, and I know that that's where he was when all the racing and stuff took place. So that's my assumption. I just don't know if they stay there the whole time. I was a little, thr- I had taken a picture. I had taken a picture and I was about to send it to you while I was watching this movie. And literally just before I hit send, um, I was like, I got my answer. The, this is the picture where you can see it's the the queen and then Natalie Portman right beside her. And I was yes. in there like, and my mind, I was like, I remember seeing pictures. Natalie Portman supposed to be this girl with this paint on her face. But that girl with the paint on her face don't look like Natalie Portman to me. So I was like, so what is happening here? And then literally, as soon as I took this picture and sat back down, that's when Natalie Portman, or the what is her name? She's Pod or uh, whatever, Podme, something like that sis walked up and was like that's actually not her i'm actually her i just have her there as my double just in case some stuff go down and i guess she's like her protector or something like or whatever so i was because i was about to say now i know i'm not crazy at first i was like is they trying to claim that this girl is the same girl as the other one because this doesn't make sense but it don't make
1: sense but here we are
0: but yeah we're there we're there we're there but um yeah, I was looking at, okay, his name is Kui Gong Jin. That's Liam Neeson's yes. character. So, yeah. He, he died, though. Yeah, he died. He and, um, yeah, Obi's supposed to be training him. That's what it was. Okay. Alright, that makes sense now. I just remember seeing some bodies on the ground, because I was folding some stuff up, and I was like, wait, who this other person? And then, but, like, Darth Maul is, is bad. He's bad with the 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 lightsabers. Like he he does the thing with the, the lightsabers. double edged one. Oh yeah, he goes in with his. I was like, you know what? This was worth me watching because he he worked those things out.
1: The lightsaber work gets better and better and better.
0: So I guess okay. So maybe there's something that I did not quite understand, and I'm reading over something just to see. Um. Okay, so that's what it was. Okay, so he's um. What what nickname have I given him? I can't remember. What's the name of the elf from Lord of the Rings?
1: Uh or Leno Bloom's character. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh
0: Le- legalis or legalis or whatever. Yeah, so him, also known as Liam Neeson in this movie, he um I was trying to figure out how he even determined that he was going to like even consider Anakin for any of this stuff but I guess he sensed the presence of the force in him. So do we think that, okay, in the end, Anakin is the chosen one, or is this a prophecy that's actually going all the way up to this current, the first trilogy and Luke was actually the chosen one. And they just assumed that this chosen one was actually Anakin instead. Because in my mind, I'm thinking that if, if, if Anakin was truly the chosen one, he wouldn't have been Darth Vader.
1: But, would he, I mean, I, but I don't know. The whole Darth Vader thing was a choice. They leave it up to you. I mean, it's a choice.
0: So they claim that the Chosen One is destined to bring balance to the Force. So I think that he messed up thinking that Anakin was going to be the one who brought balance to the Force. But in actuality, the Chosen One that was truly being prophesied by this was probably Luke.
1: Or was it Ray?
0: Is that the person in the new one?
1: Hmm.
0: Okay, I don't know nothing about her, but um, I'll find out her, about her, her. Apparently, you too. will.
1: Her, <laughs> her. Um, I like how they. I like how all of these films are connected, and Ray's characters in particular. We don't really find out anything about her to that very last one. Um, mm-hmm. but like, could they be talking about her? So.
0: Okay, so I'm looking it up now.
1: It's getting dark here. <laughs>
0: Mm-mm-mm-mm. I'm like so maybe he was the chosen one I just to me it just doesn't make sense because I get it like you know you get to choose whatever but if there's a prophecy that someone is the chosen one you ain't the chosen one if you're the one bringing the downfall to all this stuff <laughs> like to me it's like okay you may have thought he was going to be the chosen one but maybe all of this stuff had to happen for us to get to the person who really was the chosen one.
1: I mean, hell, if you look at, but Luke couldn't have been the chosen one because when you see what his life is, once you get to that third trilogy, it's just like, is he, he not bringing balance to it
0: either? Oh, So is he, oh, so he in that one too?
1: He's in that third one.
0: Okay. I wasn't sure. I knew that uh Carrie Fisher was in it. Um, like, I wish the people who had the force aged a little bit slower. But anyway. Why? They
1: still regular
0: I, I don't know. I don't want them to be like you're supernatural now. Be different.
1: I want, I want. I mean, you can we get Grogu? That's why I'm so interested to see. I want to know where he falls in in this.
0: Right. I want to. Well, see, you know what it would have been dope if, you know. They did the Mandalorian, but then Grogu showed up in like the final movie of the newest trilogy. So we can see him at an older version of himself, which probably would have been, would he have been more like the one that was in the prequel version of Yoda?
1: Probably. I like the I like the the, the second trilogy, the prequel trilogy. Yoda, I like him better than the first
0: one. Oh yeah, because he actually does stuff.
1: <laughs> he bad ass man. Yoda is bad ass in that trilogy, in that prequel trilogy. I don't.
0: I, I forgot that Samuel Jackson was in it. Does he scream at any in any point? Um, because you know, I think he that's in his like contract. You know, like he got some I don't know how I feel about that. I feel I'll like he's supposed what, to though. scream.
1: I thought it was an interesting tidbit. So you know he did the Marvels with Brie Larson. Mm-hmm. And of course, Brie Larson, Brie Larson talks about how she's obsessed with him with Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> and she said they got to know each other and stuff on the film, which is a given because they're working together. And he bought mm-hmm. her a lightsaber
2: oh. from the set.
1: Oh. Like a legit lightsaber from the set. She said it lights up and everything.
0: She said mm-hmm. she got it so,
1: and started crying.
0: <laughs> I gonna say, what? so she's like a big Star Wars fan? Yes. Oh, That's what I say. Was she even alive then? How old is she? 32. Okay. Hmm.
1: But, um, she, but yeah, but she, he, Samuel L. Jackson is, he's, he's sane. He's a Jedi master.
0: Um, I don't know how I feel about Yoda. that. I feel like I'm supposed to hear something about some snakes getting off the motherfucking train. And that's the
1: thing, he's not playing, like, the character that we're so used to him playing in every single role, no matter what it is um but this particular one he's not
0: hmm. i suppose but yeah what else is in that okay so going back to i don't know which one i want to go back to so we passed empire strikes back you know return of the jedi okay so luke dressed like bruce lee like who thought of that
2: shut up
0: because i saw him standing i think he was standing all calm like like i was just him <laughs> I, like, at some point. I was expecting that to happen, but it never happened, so I'm a little disappointed. Well, but...
1: <laughs> once again, Luke is that guy.
0: And then, you know, he was acting like... He was a lot more cocky in this this third film.
1: I thought it was confidence.
0: To, you know, he was cocky, because they're like, you ain't even good yet. You do ain't good yet. You just know how to move a little bit of something.
1: Well, he said, even when he went to go back to Master Yoda, and I don't know if Master Yoda was saying that because he was dying, but he was like, "There ain't nothing else I can teach you, dog. You good. Everything that I have
0: taught you is what you need to be a Jedi Master." See, I don't know. Or I, feel now, like I
1: think he, he was just a regular Jedi.
0: He skipped on the training because I feel like there was more that he could learn. Like we saw with the type of stuff that I mean, I've seen the clips of what this younger version of Yoda was doing in the prequel trilogy. Luke ain't done none of that,
1: Mm-mm.
0: unless well, he, he does, does it in the third trilogy. Rescue.
1: When well, he went to go uh uh-uh, cause he's a, even then he's an old man.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: but even his his lightsaber stuff is kind of is cool as hell. Um, is um
0: is Han Solo in the newest trilogy? Briefly, but he's in it. Because mm-hmm. he will be old as dirt first episode. Oh. But um you know, yeah, I, I don't know. These people who've been sitting back advocating for these uh Star Wars films like I'm just going to, I'm assuming one of three things. First one, you watched it when it was it aired. You just, you're nostalgic. Second, you had parents that were obsessed, and so they tried to impose their obsession on you, and somehow you did it. A third, you just don't have taste in films, because these movies are easily the most okay of any films I've ever seen. Like, there was nothing groundbreaking for them. And I guess they, a lot of people said, well, some of the stuff you would have appreciated more, like when the reveal about the dad happened and all this other stuff back in the day. And I'm like, yeah, I can get that because that's something that even people who have never seen Star Wars heard of, that whole Luke, I am your father thing.
1: But I was looking at it and I was like, okay, I can see why it was maybe a thing for its time. Mm-hmm. The acting wasn't really all of that.
0: Mm-hmm. Story, the story has some holes was, in it.
1: <laughs> has some holes. It won't really that strong.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: mean, I think sitting back and looking back, I think it's fair to say that it was just an okay movie. Yeah, crazy for the time that it came out in. We can say that, mm-hmm. but like sitting back, is, I mean, it's an okay movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, i i to me the second and the third ones are better, not by much. Well, I'll take that back. The second trip prequel is better. Then the first episode of that last trilogy is better. Them last two episodes of that third trilogy is
0: but Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, a lot of people, even the trilogy that we're watching now, what I started already a lot of people don't like the first and second episodes of them they Where? actually enjoyed the third one. They think that was a really good conclusion to stuff and the action and all the other stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. They like
0: that. But the first two, not so much. One thing I will say that I wish I did not get from the ones that are on Disney Plus, I do not like these remastered versions. Really? They are terrible. Like the graphics know, in the background. Like I actually think I would have appreciated seeing the stop motion type machinery in the background because these literally look like cartoons. Like, you're watching a whole cartoon back there. And I'm like, okay, for this movie to already look old, you really going to just throw this this very modern 3D image in the background and be acting like it actually makes sense in this movie because it doesn't.
1: But, I mean, I don't know. I I I saw the I, one of them versions I saw Hit TV that had not been remastered. And I tell you, it looked like something that my son did in his bedroom in a shoebox.
0: They need to put. They need to put the original ones on Netflix. I mean, on Disney Plus. Like, put them up there so I can look at them and see them for what they were. Because, like, right now, I am so. Since we are already talking about Phantom Mentis, Jar Jar -Jar Binks is easily one of the worst-looking character models I've ever seen. Then he looks like a cartoon, and then for me to find out that this is a black man, and originally the black man was actually going to be the character model for it, and they opted to go against having him as the character model, because I think he even said, like, yo, this ain't working, and then they thought of this, and it was going to look like this. Ugh, ooh, I'm so over it. Oh, I cannot stand his character, I cannot stand what he looks like, and then the fact that he's going to be in all of these, ain't nobody going to kill him, nobody going to kill him. He need to be dead.
1: But you, you know what? Speaking of characters that get on my nerves, to so take it back, CP three PO, CP three PO, whatever oh his name is. Ooh, he, that he's baby like a, is anxious. He's
0: like the he's like a a Karen.
1: He don't want to do nothing. He got an a objection about everything.
0: Yes, everything. But then we're like, he's like those people that like complain and then when they realize that what somebody else was doing was right, then then suddenly their response is making it like they were always for it the whole time. I cannot stand people like that. His character drives me crazy.
1: Hon- if we be honest, out of the whole entire series, RTD2 is the realest in that cast.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay?
1: He the realest. He the realest one.
0: He did. He does what needs to be done. Because I think it was in um, Return of the Jedi where they were all up in this net hanging and they trying to figure out how to get down. R2-D2 was like, slash. They were like, no, we're too high. And they fallen and hit the ground. <laughs> but I'm like, okay, y'all out. Y'all didn't die. And if y'all would have stayed up there, y'all probably would have been dead because them big ass machines were coming. And then all of those Cat the Lunas were out there, and they were they were a trip. <laughs> uh, so for you who probably, you listeners, who I'm sure none of you know what I'm talking about. Um, when I reference Cat the Luna, I mean the Ewoks. Um, she kind of reminds me of Ewoks. I really
1: wish bit. you, I want to block you.
0: <laughs> but I'll the Cat the Lunas were not playing. They were like, look, all we got is sticks and rocks, and we about to fuck all of y'all up. They were running with their rocks, and then they flying on their little kites and dropping rocks and stuff.
1: They understood the assignment. Uh-huh,
0: uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. My, um, my thing is, the empire really needs to go back and evaluate their storm tro- or their stormtroopers. Right? That's what they call.
2: Yeah,
0: I think that's what they call. But yeah, like they need to evaluate that army because for them to get their ass whooped by these little um, teddy bears that were just throwing rocks and sticks at them. And they had whole guns. You need a whole new army.
1: <laughs> but I think I think that that's been like the running joke with the stormtroopers, like how bad they are.
0: They're like terrible. That's why y'all. But fall. then
1: you see exactly. But then you see like in that that third trilogy, then you see, um, they talk about some of the stormtroopers, John Boyega's character, mm-hmm. um. He starts out as a stormtrooper, but once you see how he gets there, it's kind of just like, hmm. hmm, okay. But they are raggedy soldiers. They raggedy soldiers, though. They don't. I tell you, they don't spend any money to train their soldiers.
0: We'll so, put it that way. Okay, so I'm I'm guessing because you know I haven't seen it all the way through, but I'm guessing um, Padamime because that's what I'm gonna call her. Padamime, really played good. by Natalie Portman. She's going to be uh Anakin's baby mama.
2: Yes, like and, that, it's, that's,
0: and it's that's weird. Luke, right? That, that's Luke and Leia's like mama, right? Mhm. Hmm.
1: She a predator too. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: come i I'm like there's there's a lot happening here. Because at the time that at the time that they met, like Anakin is like 9 and I looked it up and um uh, Padme is like 14. So, there this there's, there's a little this little <laughs> George Lucas, um, we need to have some conversations because there's entirely too much of too much predatory activities happening in these films, and I'm not okay with it. <laughs> I'm not okay with it. But yeah, I, I do like. I I assume that that's probably where it's going to go. Come like this woman isn't here for all these movies. She the only real woman I've seen, and we about to see the background. So. She she probably gonna get knocked up. I did see the little mess that you were talking about too at the end of Return the Jedi where they just threw Hayden Christensen in there. They
1: didn't have to do that. They could have kept the guy that was there. They didn't
0: have to put Hayden there. So what? What did you? What was the person that was there? Was it just a younger version, or was it the the one that looked like uh, Zordon? The one that
1: looked like Zordon. (laughs) Well, he, in the forest, he looked like he had hair and he looked like a regular person,
0: Why like he hadn't been burnt up. Oh, so they were trying to... Okay, so ultimately what they were trying to do there was show the version of Anakin before Boy, he, he went to the been. dark side as mm-hmm. the one that... Well, I guess they should have shown him for, for head head. what he was. This is the man with the harmonica in his mouth that is now dead and he over here because I'm like I'm guessing. So does that mean that the emperor didn't go to the same world where all these little magical jedis die and live happily ever after? Hmm. So do we see it's him in one of these? Mm, you see him in that prequel. I mean,
1: yeah, the prequel's true. <clears throat> you find out who he is.
0: No, I mean, but like you know how like Anakin and Yoda and Obi Wan they all popped up as little angel jedis, like. Does he, was he too bad to go to where they were? Is he, like, in Jedi Hill?
1: Do you want me to tell you who he is, or do you want me to be like, you just want to figure it out?
0: Hmm. Well, okay, because so once you okay, watch so him. I'll ask this. Is he, Have I already seen him in the first movie that I just watched from Phantom Menace? You watched
1: Phantom Menace? Uh-huh. Have you watched... Have... Did Anakin, were they in like a room where the Jedi's were meeting? Like you had Yoda, Samuel uh-huh. Jackson's character, some other Yeah, white they were guy, looking at that machine and, and like,
0: problem. yeah, and whatchamacallit was like, they were quizzing him to see if he could see what was on the machine from his other side of the room. Yeah, so I saw them in there. Uh huh. Yeah, so you far,
1: just,
0: He's in there. Okay. Because at first, like I was already thinking he was going to be this one that had been talking, been all up in Natalie Portman's ear. Like, you know, while she's being the queen or something, there was this creepy looking man that was always talking to her. And he just seems like a bad I guy. I need to
1: rewatch it. I need to rewatch it to see who you're talking about to confirm yes or no. But um, I don't remember. But uh,
0: he's yeah, in there's there. Some, some, maybe he's like an assistant to her or something. But there's this man that talks to her in the first movie while she's young. I guess he's kind of like a helper because she's so young leading the, the people. Maybe he's kind of like her something. Yeah, yeah, it's him. I think so. So I think that's the same man, ain't it? Hold on, where was she at? Okay, so I'm reading. I'm not reading to find out who ends up being who, but yeah, he. this man is a senator. And of the same place that Padme is, so like What's she's his the name? Queen. What's his last name? Palpatine. Yeah, something. Uh, as soon as I saw him talking to her, it just seemed like it was an evil person. Like he was, he's supposed to be helping her, but my guess is that he really is. He has his own agenda, and he's using her to accomplish his agenda because he ain't the queen. He ain't the king. He can't really run nothing. But like I had a bad feeling about him from the moment that I saw him and how he was talking to her. There's just something creepy about an old man um being up in a little girl's ear. I, I, Watch I'm how it not...
2: unfolds. Watch yeah. how it unfolds. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: That was her. Kira Knightley was in that. That's who the one who was in the paint. Yeah, she's the one that was posing as the decoy for Patomon. She was a decoy. I don't know if she's in any of the other ones because, I mean, she done spoke out and said she was the real one. So, like, the real Slim Shady has spoken up. So, I don't know if they're going to need her anymore. Shut up. Let me see. The real Slim Shady yeah, she, has spoken up. Yeah, she was only in this one. So, wow. Trash. They actually spelled her name wrong in the credits for this movie. Because it's actually on the notes on her filmography. It says her name is Sabe or something. And then the note said her credit is misspelt as Kira instead of Kira. <laughs> so it's spelled K-I-E-R-A instead of K-E-I-R-A. That's messy. I mean, this movie, you gonna spell my name wrong? Fix yeah. me? But, yeah. Well, that was where my... That's my opinion on... Star Wars. (sighs) I got five more of these movies to go. No, And then I still got to watch Rogue One. I have been told that Rogue One is actually exceptionally good.
1: I'm going to watch it. I was going to watch it, and I also want to watch Solo.
0: Yeah, I heard Solo was trash. But everyone that I've spoken to has told me that of the new movies that have come out, Rogue One was really, really good, but no one really cared. Because I think by that point, the new trilogy people were falling off of it so much that it didn't really get the type of attention that it probably would have gotten had people cared.
1: Mm-hmm. And somebody tells me in Rogue One, uh, I think it was Eric talking about it, how badass the lightsaber scene is in that movie with Darth Vader when he, like, I think it's at the top of the movie.
0: Oh, so Rogue One is actually technically a uh, takes place a long time ago.
1: I don't know exactly when, as far Let's as like see. where Luke Skywalker is concerned, but Darth Vader is in that movie. Excuse me, I don't know how long
0: it was. Oh, so it's a prequel to A New Hope. So it takes place after the the, the prequel trilogy, but before the first film of the new—I mean, the original trilogy.
1: I can't keep up.
0: Yeah, I had to look it up. I like, mean. Mm. Anyway. Oh, there's another one coming out. Uh, Rogue Squadron movies coming out. Two years from now. No one cares. But, okay, so I have those movies to go. I will work my way through this prequel trilogy. I'll work How no way are we through. adding
1: Dune? Or is Dune going to be after? I'm going to watch
0: Dune. I'm going to watch Dune because I'm going to watch that this weekend. I'm also going to watch the new Paranormal Activity movie that has come out because I'm one of those people where if I watch all, of, if I start a series, I have to finish them all. So I've seen all the Paranormal Activities, all of the Saw movies, every one of the Nightmare on Elm Street and the bad ones and all of those. So that's just me. So I'll be watching Dune. I just need to make sure I clear out my schedule um, and um, make sure that I'm not sleepy, And then I will watch Paranormal Activity. I'm going to actually watch Rogue One after I finish this trilogy. So now, are you going to watch
1: that trilogy pretty quickly? Um, is Rogue the One rec- the next?
0: I think it is. I think all of them are. So I think that I will finish this trilogy probably within the week. And then I wanted to watch Rogue One just because of that's one of the few ones that actually seems to be getting good reviews. And from a timeline perspective, it'll probably help make some things make sense since it's supposed to be right after the end of the whatever that movie is of the whatever Return Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, it takes place after that. I'll do that. But yeah, I may have three movies completed by next week. No, that means I'll be f- four movies because Dune, the two Star Wars films, and then the Rogue One film. We'll see. You've already seen them all, so technically you would only be I watching have, them as a refresher. But you seem to I be really remembering be a too. lot of stuff anyway. Like I feel like you've probably seen these a lot more times than you've admitted so far. So
1: no, no, no. I wa- like I remember. I watched. I watched at least the. I've watched the whole trilogy, all three trilogies, at least once. mm Hmm. At least once. I think the first one maybe two or three times. But I don't know. For some reason, it just seemed to hit different as an adult watching it, I guess, from a different perspective. I'm looking at it for different reasons. I'm trying. I'm paying more attention to see what I can connect. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's really the only difference. But I have, like I said, I have seen all of them. I have I have no memory, recollection of hardly anything going on in that prequel. So I think I'm going to watch that and okay. see what I can get into.
0: Alright, so that's what we're going to be doing. We have a lot of movies that we might be discussing next week. We will see. We'll see how everything plays out. And then um, within the next, oh my god, in like two weeks, we'll be, two or three weeks, we'll be watching Hawkeye. So, oh god, so what that means, Star Wars, Eternals, and Dune, potentially, in the next recording. Potentially. We'll see. I'm hoping
1: at least, at least, at least Phantom Minutes and uh, Eternals, at least. And Dune
0: might be a happy little sprinkling on top. All right, so blurs, that means we have a lot that we can talk about next week. But yes. we are talk at ten. the end of our episode. Yep, yep. JB and Dovecat about to go. About to get out? We'll talk to y'all next week. Bye, guys. <laughs>